it was a really crazy experience. Like I saw aspects of life that I would have never been exposed to otherwise. Um, mm. You know, like the townships and things like that. And like I went to local school and everything. So I was fully immersed in the culture there and it made some amazing friends that I still have today. Um, Hey guys and welcome back to the Tribus Podcast. Today is a special episode because we have a special guest with us, Lucy Norris, how are you? Hello, I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me on. It's an absolute pleasure. Uh, Lucy runs a podcast called What It's Like Podcast. And if you haven't seen it, you need to check it out, it's quality. And essentially, we we wanted to bring her on to uh, pick her brains about the podcast and just general aspects of life. So this should be a fun episode and we hope that you, you guys enjoy it. Mm. Well, first of all, give us a little bit of um, background then, Lucy. So where are you from? Um, what, have you, what have you done with your life? I <laughs> <laughs> don't know where to start with that question. <laughs> what experiences um, do you have? Yeah, so I'm from Dublin. I grew up here. Um, I moved to Africa when I was 15 and I lived there for two oh, years um, oh, in Namibia. And then I came back home for like a year and a half and then I went straight to uni in the UK. So I went to Kent um, and I studied journalism there. Um, And then, so I graduated in 2018. And since then I've been traveling a little. Um, I worked in Canada for a bit um, and then did the Greyhound buses down the West Coast of America, which was a crazy experience. Yeah, that was mad. Like the people that you meet along the way doing that is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... I bet, you, I bet you've got some interesting stories about that, which we'll get on to. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so then I came home from America back to Dublin because I pretty much ran out of money um, yeah. and had to go work, like had to go get a job. So um, I ended up working in Ryanair. I don't know if you know that oh, yeah. airline yeah. probably yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah so I worked, yeah <laughs> I worked for them on their digital content desk um, oh, and it was okay. actually, yeah it was actually a pretty cool job so I was just writing we have a section on the website called try somewhere new which is basically city guides um mm-hmm. not a lot of people know it exists but I no, <laughs> Um, I had no idea Ryanair provided that sort of quality to be personally honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, a <laughs> lot going on over there. Um, so I was traveling a bit for that. I got to, you know, go visit cities in Europe on our flight paths um, and write about those. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it was pretty nice. But then my commute was like four hours a day to that job. Yeah, okay. Um, oh, really? How come? Was it? Where was it? It was in Swords. So... I live in South Dublin and it was in an area in North Dublin um, and I yeah. couldn't drive at the time. So I can now drive oh, finally, but um, I yeah, had to yeah. public transport. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> it was difficult. Um, yeah, and then I, I left there in September just because the nine to five really isn't for me. It's never been for me and I want to work in journalism full time anyways. That was just a nice little stopover in between. Ah, yeah you know, uni life and then real life, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I guess it gave you the experience to realise whether you wanted to do that or not, to be honest, as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
I, I never really planned to work in an office as such, you know, unless it was a newsroom type of situation. But yeah. I was always curious about that side. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was and, you know, it was kind of nice and scary at the same time to start in one of the biggest corporations that had such a crazy reputation around it for being terrifying. And it wasn't, you know, it's not it's not as bad as everyone thinks. <laughs> so, yeah, it was good. In terms of location, because you said you lived in Namibia. What was that like? Yeah, um, that was it was really cool. Like looking back now at 23, I can fully appreciate the experience that I had. You know, when I was there at 15, I was a bit more. Oh, why am I here? You know, my friends like, how could you do this to me? Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it was. It was a really crazy experience. Like I saw aspects of life that I would have never been exposed to otherwise. Um, mm. You know, like the townships and things like that. And like I went to local school and everything, so I was fully immersed in the culture there, and I made some amazing friends that I still have today. Um, That's yeah, and That's life insane. there. That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, like life there is so outdoorsy as well. So it was a really different aspect. Yeah. I've always lived in a city, you know, very much a city girl. And mm. um, I guess you don't really realize how wrapped up you are in material things. Um, yeah. And like designers, you know, growing up, I was what 15. So it was all about the Ugg boots and the juicy tracksuits and stuff. Hey. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when I went there... No one knew what that was, so it was kind of like, okay. Yeah, no one really, no one would have cared about that sort of stuff, would they? No, of course not. Yeah. Yeah. No. Have you taken anything back from? So from that, have you taken anything back from that? Like your your attitude in life with your designer things? Have you taken that back to Dublin? That sort of vibe or not? Like culture. Um, yeah, for sure. Like there's aspects of it. I mean, so I did fashion journalism for a while, so I'm not going to say that I'm not interested in clothes anymore. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's ingrained in but, it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, definitely just to appreciate things more and, um, okay. you know, traveling a lot, it gives you such an openness that I think you can't buy. Yeah. Um, and before that, so I've always traveled a lot. My parents really valued um, mm. travel and my grandparents used to live in Asia. So yeah. I spent um, my summers as a kid in Singapore and Hong Kong, uh, and Bali and stuff. So uh, it's like travel is the most important thing to me, which is so yeah. annoying at the moment with Corona. You can't yeah, go anywhere. Of course. Yeah, yeah, with Corona, you can't, you can't do any of that stuff at the moment. Yeah. Do you still travel a lot then? Is that something you still do and are able to do? Well, despite Corona, of course. Well, yeah, after lockdown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, travel is something I'll always prioritize. So I'll definitely, you know, save to make sure I can go. Um, yeah. When I, I have this kind of pattern where when I finish anything, I tend to travel for a bit. I don't know if it's running away from life's responsibilities, but <laughs> <laughs> I always do it. So when I quit Ryanair, I went to China. Yeah, well, yeah. My friend lives over there from university, so I just went to go hang out with her for a bit. And then, um, yeah, like, I I like to go away a lot. It's not a thing, you know, where I'm like, oh, I'm always away. Like, it's it's for a purpose or to see someone or to visit something. But, yeah, yeah like, it, it's really important. It's a good way to reset yourself after a big job and things. It's good to 
take yourself out of that situation and completely change your mindset. And that's quite nice, quite refreshing. Yeah, for sure. I think you get a lot of inspiration as well from yeah. seeing new places, um, which is important as, you know, like a person that's trying to do creative things. I need the inspiration. That's my excuse yeah. for, for research. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, I guess, I guess that kind of leads on quite nicely then because, I mean, what do you currently do now? Well, you run, you know, the What It's Like podcast, right? So, I mean, that you can, in theory, do anywhere in the world and you can meet people from all around the world and you can get them on, on board, etc. So, I mean, for some of our listeners who maybe haven't heard, would you give us a little bit of background about the, the podcast that you do and, you know, what sort of things made you want to do this podcast? Because you said you, you went travelling after Brian Eyre why did you come back and was like you know oh, I want to start a podcast I said this is what I want to do what gave you that inspiration and that sort of flick in your head to to start that yeah for sure so first of all my um podcast what it's like with loose is basically the mission statement if you want to call it is a podcast highlighting ordinary people doing extraordinary things so um whether it's you know being an entrepreneur um, I've interviewed like an F2 driver that survived a really crazy crash. There's one yeah. coming. Yeah, like that that was insane. We can talk about that a little later. But um, yeah, so, you know, journalists, authors, pretty much anyone. Like I, I believe everyone has a story to tell, no matter how big or small you think that it is. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to provide that platform to share people's stories. Um, and so I guess how or... Would, uh, why I started um yeah so we so, encourage you to kind of start the podcast and because you know you came back from from traveling and then what next kind of thing you just quit right now you come back from traveling and lots of new experiences why the podcast yeah so the great thing about being a journalist is that you can pretty much do anything from anywhere um from you know you can step into digital marketing if you want or like so what I've always done is I copyright for you know businesses or or whatever anyone that's trying to set up a website um I can provide the copy for them and it doesn't take up that much of my time so I'll always have that on the side to do it's not like I you know I don't know if I make myself sound like I travel the world and I don't do any work ever (laughs) (laughs) but I do um so yeah, like I can copyright for people on the side. So that's what I do. Um, and then the podcast, I was thinking about it for a long time. Um, as I said, I was commuting to work really far. So I was getting really bored of listening to music all the time on the bus and the train. Um, so I started listening to podcasts. Um, and then I'm not like, I can't pinpoint, you know, this is exactly why I started this because it's kind of of just something that that came to me. Um, I knew I had the the right skills to be able to do it myself. It's something that I could just literally yeah. do from my my well, home. I didn't. I, was, I only needed a microphone. Yeah, I was just about to say, um, you know, the what it's like with Loose and you know the sort of things that you cover in your podcast is pretty much um, like it's journalism. The way you do it and the way you interview yeah. people and you get people to tell their story is kind of like journalism. If you think about it, you know, you're going out and um, telling other people's story or other people telling their story on your platform. And it's quite an inspiring way of doing it because you're, you're kind of um, giving somebody a voice that not necessarily get one because just because they're not important enough to be on the news kind of thing. Um, yeah. you know, and you've kind of approached it from that point, that point of view. 
and I think that's really cool. And I guess that's kind of where the passion came in, in essence, I suppose. I don't know. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, thank you for, for saying that. Well. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. And also it came from a place of, so I just come home to Dublin, um, you know, and I was doing my job in Ryanair and, and it was fine and everything, but I really wanted to get into the media industry. Um, yeah. And it's kind of, you know, I guess with, with every job and every industry, like I didn't go to college here um, and I didn't really do a lot of my experience here. So I didn't have that circle of connections to reach out to people yeah. and say, you know, I'm, I'm looking for work. And, you know, media is very much who you know to get your foot in the door kind of thing. So I was struggling to yeah, it really is, to get, I think yeah, Matthew and I it's know. a nightmare. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was struggling to to find that work and then I kind of I'm such a big believer as well in creating your own opportunities you know yeah if, of course I'm, I'm a big believer in that as well if you want it you've got to go and get it it's not going to come to you I think. yeah exactly so that's kind of another angle for why I started the podcast I couldn't get the work within a traditional um, business or whatever I couldn't get a contract or anyone to employ me so I was like yeah. okay you know screw it I'm just going to do it myself and then maybe I'll, it'll take off from there yeah, nice. yeah. That's, awesome. yeah that's, that's pretty much what we've all done isn't it um yeah we've all got an element of that in, inside us um dan kind of leading and heading this the, this podcast myself and matthew in the media business as well so it's kind of uh, i guess the new age of entrepreneur entrepreneurship i guess a lot of people coming out of university coming out of work and people our age don't really do those five jobs anymore they want to have their own thing and, you know be their own person and i think that's quite a, uh, and it takes a certain type of person to get up and actually do it there's a lot of people yeah. that talk about it i've seen many things on reddit of people being like how do i do this how do i do that but for, for for you to actually get up and put all the elements together it's uh it's it's quite inspiring and it's it's pretty amazing um yeah. there is something in your in your blog post which says that um you sometimes uh you have a lot of ideas but sometimes you struggle to sort of enact on them you know, what kind of inspires you to, to kind of take, take hold of those ideas and then try and do something with them? Like, how do you get past that barrier? Maybe that's something that our listeners could try and relate to and try and maybe, you know, pick their heads up to move forward and try and try their own thing. Yeah, so it's funny that you read that. Um, it really does show that, you know, whatever you put out there, people read and it comes back. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like for a long time, I think I was the classic example of talking about doing a million things, but then never actually doing it. Um, for a lot of reasons, I guess, you know, I was, I was in university and I wasn't really, I was more interested, you know, in, in living university life rather than, I guess, hustling and starting my own thing. Um, and I always joke a lot, like I'm very lastminute.com, you know, if I have an assignment, <laughs> it will be all night the night before and handed it a minute before it's supposed to be. So um, <laughs> I always I'm kind of say, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like it's bad, <laughs> but I guess it's kind of great being a journalist as well, because it's always like really tight deadlines. So it's good to be able to work quickly, but you know, not yeah, good for, for you your head. Um, <laughs> but it's quite a journalist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like it's helpful, just not good for your blood pressure. But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, 
so oh, I forgot what I was saying now. My train of thought. So, um, um, what, enacting on the uh, on like all your ideas and things and how, how you kind of bring them forward and actually do something about them. Yeah. So, so basically, yeah, for, for a long time, I was, I've always been an ideas person. I've, that's one thing that I've never struggled with. And I feel quite lucky for that, that I never struggle to, you know, have ideas going on or like ideas for features or pitches or whatever. Um, but I'm very slow at making them actually happen because I think when you have so many ideas running around your head, it's almost that overwhelming step of picking one and just going with it, you know, because it's like when you get, I don't know, an essay or something and all of the information is just so much that it looks like a mountain instead of, you know, and you have to work backwards. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, exactly. The thing is you don't really know where to start kind of thing. And I guess one of the things, um, I guess one of the things is you kind of feel a bit nervous about putting all your eggs in one basket. Does that make sense as well? Yeah. Um, Like, you know, it's, it's, it's a tricky one because you have to, believe in yourself and if you don't have someone behind you saying yeah this is the right thing this is a good thing then it's tricky to kind of just go and try and do it isn't it um so i guess that's one of the things but i mean how do you cope with those pressures do you ever get nervous about putting something out online especially as you see that we read those things (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah no for sure like i i definitely get nervous before i put everything out um i think like it is just that thing of picking something and going with it. And then once you've picked it, you have to back it. You know, no one else is going to back you more than you're going to back yourself. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. So even if you're kind of going through it and you're a bit like, Oh God, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Or, you know, maybe mm. this is a bit of a disaster. Like you have to keep going with that until you decide to fully give it up or, or whatever, because especially with media once you put something out there whether you like it or not you know even if one person's watching it that's still one person that's that's reading your content listening to your content um so I definitely get nervous putting everything out there it's opening yourself up to criticism and I don't think anyone likes being criticized no matter how much you can say I don't care I don't care like there's going to be a bit of part of you that cares Um, of course there is you can't desensitize yourself to that uh, like a hundred percent can you were there any were there any times where you did kind of you kind of retracted yourself and you listened to something back and you're like actually no I'm not going to put this out there and I'm going to take a different approach have you self-reflected at any point or did you kind of just learn as you go along um yeah I think I definitely learned as I went along uh mm. see rather than putting something out there or I guess you mean like before you put it out there, deciding not to run with it. Yeah, kind of deciding whether yeah whether, whether it was appropriate. We recorded something and then basically thought that we could do better and re-recorded it. Exactly. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. true. I've never done that, um, especially because my podcast. Or if it, we're talking in terms of podcasts, like even with um, journalism work, five films, something or whatever as well, because it involves another person. I've never really that, had. Yeah the luxury of being able to do that so I guess in a way that's been good because I've had to adapt on my end and just get really good at editing it you know making it work to to suit um the occasion but I'm I am a perfectionist and probably a bit of an anxious person when it comes to releasing things you know so I will sit for as many hours as it takes to make sure that I'm happy with something before I send it out but of course you're nervous you know 
like I'm nervous that the guest isn't going to like it or I'm going to get in trouble for something or, you know, yeah, like there's yeah. always those things that go <laughs> around your head. Am I going to ask the right questions, etc. That's yeah, always a big one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I was uh, even nervous down, for down this. Was a, down was, yeah, before I never, this one, down, oh, I'm going to get butterflies. I don't know what to ask. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 I made sure everyone was prepped. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, preparation yeah. is key. That of that course, helps yeah. a lot. But yeah. yeah, like it's even weird for me now to be being interviewed. Like I'm never interviewed. I'm always the one yeah, asking that's questions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of the reason we wanted to do it though, because obviously you've done a lot of really cool interviews. I really enjoyed yeah. the F2 driver one. Yeah, that's because the person that uh, Correa hit unfortunately passed away so it was very interesting to hear his perspective yeah. Yeah. I guess a couple questions the first one I want to ask is who's your favorite guest so far who's the one you've enjoyed interviewing the most that's such that's a hard not. question yeah, because hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like every guest well I hope anyway is different to mm. the to the one before and I try not to take too many people oh sorry um from the same industry yeah. so that there's like yeah, a lot of diversity in the interviews um and I can honestly say I have learned something from every person that I've interviewed yeah I think the one that did hit me the hardest was JM's episode um JM Korea just mm -hmm. because it was so it was such a massive thing that happened he his life turned 180 you know yeah. to see yeah. he's only 20 years old he so was doing so well yeah. yeah he was really on the road to end up in f1 in a few years you know mm. um working with alfa romeo and to see someone have everything they've worked for for their whole life potentially be taken away but then to speak wow. to him and he's got such a positive attitude it stayed yeah, with me for a few days after, you know, and, and when I would go to complain about something, I'd be like, well, at least I, my legs were, you know. Could you see? You've got the impact. Go on, the accident you've been in's had on another family. That's obviously not your fault. And then you've got your own injuries and trying to work out what's, what's next for you. So, so it was a really interesting outlook from him. Um, mm. I really enjoyed the William, is it William Mira? The guy who ended up on the front line of ISIS. Yeah, yeah. Like, that just went completely like, like whoa. I was like, I was literally <laughs> like, oh yeah. So I was on the uh, Irish newspaper front page for being in ISIS, and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> 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 it crazy. Yeah, he was really cool. Son, he runs um, Bingo Loco, which is his um, event that he's probably most known for. That's like a really mad party in Dublin as well. Like it's not just in Dublin, but that's where I knew it from. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of the whole point is to show people that just from looking at someone, you can't know their story, and everyone has such unique yeah. experiences that you would never guess just from reading their LinkedIn or you know what I mean, like yeah. their CV. Um, so yeah, like every person I interview, it's interesting for me um and i and like i said i learned so much and it doesn't impact on your own life i don't know um if you guys have ever experienced it but speaking to other people like that you know it does change your mindset because it opens your eyes doesn't it yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. podcasting is such a, more of an intimate thing than just so i'd be used to you know drafting up 12 questions sending it to them for approval going with my camera having 10 minutes asked you know the 12 questions in, in a journalism setting. But when you're podcasting with someone, you really get to know them a bit more, even if it's just for an hour. But you have to- Even on, you get, you know? 
it's funny how much you can open up in a, on a personal level when, on a one-to-one chat or just a conversation like this. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, it's great. Um, on the, on the, just going back to the JM episode, could you sort of, um, knowing the background and knowing the story of what had happened, could you see and could you um, listen in his voice and see the trauma in him? Um, or did he not hide it? I don't want to say hide it because that's kind of the wrong wrong way to say it. But, mm. you know, um, you can see his integrity as a human and how he's been you know, trained as a driver and, and brought up to kind of deal with that. Is that something that kind of you could see in him? Or was he very traumatized by it all? I mean, uh, it's interesting to... Because I, I guess what I'm trying to get at is every every um, guest that you get on, they have their background story and you learn from their background story. But at the same time, they're a stronger person because of that background. Can you definitely see that from that person and that person that you interview? Um, yeah, I think so. Taking JM as, as an example case, just because it's kind of the easiest one with the most traumatic yeah. story behind yeah. it. Um, you could definitely tell that it had deeply affected him when I asked because it was also an awkward question to ask I didn't I didn't want to probe too much but you know you can't tell his story without including it um but he is someone that took something so traumatic that happened to him and flipped it into a way where he makes his life work you know he was saying before um corona he was driving himself to his friend's house he was you know, he works out in the gym every day. He's logged on to Harvard Business School and is trying to better himself in that way. You know, he's he's adapted to the situation to survive, I guess, but in such yeah. a positive way. And he was saying he loves his life, you know, and he's hopeful that um, he's going to make a return to Formula One. So, or Formula Two, wherever he ends up. But mm-hmm. you can see the trauma, but, but what's more interesting to see from each of them, if they have something difficult that they went through is how they recovered from it. And I think that's what makes them successful people is their attitude mm. towards the recovery because some people won't recover from it and they'll yeah. wallow in it is the wrong word because, you know, some of these things are so horrendous. That's I don't so know. Traumatic, yeah. yeah, I don't know if I would be able to, you know, you don't know what you're capable of until you're in those situations and some people sink and yeah. some people swim. And that's why that's the difference between successful and non-successful, I think is that it, it, like, if it was easy, everyone would be successful. Everybody you know? would be yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. So It's, it's, it's difficult to put that across in a nice way, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't want to be like horrible about anything. Yeah. That's the thing with I these trying to put it across in, in quite a nice way. Unfortunately, it's the reality of how things go, isn't it? So, well, it's accurate, isn't it? I mean, it's like- like in anything, the 0.1% are the ones that make it, like with football, with any sport, with mm. podcasting. It's always the people that either you don't expect or that put in the hard yards. So yeah, you yeah. Hard work hard Definitely. And, and things will pay off. That's just how yeah. it, life is. Yeah. 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 I mean, how, how did you, another question from us, I guess, is um, sort of how did you find your own um, podcast identity? Like how did, um, how did that come by in terms of being like, okay, I'm Lucy and I'm going to call it Lucy's podcast. You know, Lucy, like, what's going on with Lucy kind of thing. And then just move forward with that and be like, this is what I like, you know, um, rather than choosing a name or choosing something to go with. Because I feel like that's a, that's a, um, 
a starting block that a lot of people don't overcome is I don't know how to start a name. I don't know how to start this. I don't have a name for it. I feel like people get stuck on that a lot. Yeah, definitely. Um, this is a really hard question when you, you know, send it to me in, in the DMs. I was like, oh God, I don't know. <laughs> um, um, I feel like the name came to me before the overarching idea. What it's like with loose, one like like and loose are both L's, so it just kind of works. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, true. I like that. That's cool. Yeah, so uh it is it's a hard one. I don't know, finding your own unique identity because you know, I'm not unique in in what I'm doing, I guess. Um, in the sense that there's a lot of podcasts out there that are interviewing entrepreneurs or mm. successful people. But what I tried to do was leave it as open as I could in the title so that it's not boxed into a business podcast about entrepreneurs or a lifestyle podcast about people that have been through traumatic experiences. I wanted to leave it open so that I could chat to anyone that I wanted to. Um, And I think in terms of identity, um, it sounds so cheesy or whatever, but I think the identity of a podcast comes I think mostly from the host I I never want to make my podcast about me because it's not but the tone of it and everything is dictated by the person that's on it every week um so I do think that if you are just yourself which is hard to be you know when especially in media things you might want to feel like I need to be like this because then people like me more I'll get more followers on Instagram whatever but if you're yourself then your podcast cannot be the same as everyone else's if you are yourself because no two people are the same um and i think in that way your usp or your your unique selling point will find you rather than you looking for your usp because if you're always trying to find what makes me different what what is going to make people want to listen to me and stuff you're concentrating your energy on doing that rather than just being over here doing your thing you know and one of my favorite right, that's fantastic advice yeah good, yeah. Nice. yeah like one of my favorite sayings is stay in your lane and yeah, that, yeah. that can be perceived as like you know a real aggressive like stay in your lane thing but it's not meant like that it's meant to just be focused on yourself stop letting outside influences make you doubt things or second guess because the minute you let doubt in and the minute you let someone's opinion it could be anyone's opinion it can be one person being like uh are you really sure that's gonna work or whatever but it can throw the whole thing off so yeah, yeah. i have one disc on youtube videos that's annoying as well isn't it yeah <laughs> oh thanks <laughs> so yeah i think that's the most important thing just stop looking for what makes you different or what what's gonna be yourself and just yeah because the more you actually look for what makes you different the more you'll end up accidentally falling into being the same as someone else because you'll be consuming so much stuff like like I do listen to other podcasts and you know watch other people that kind of do the same thing but you you can't do that too much either because then subconsciously you'll start yeah asking the same Mm. questions speaking in the same way you know so you just got to be careful with it and just trust what you're doing and back yourself. Yeah. So, so with your whole podcast journey then, or even your time at uni, what would you say is the best piece of advice you've actually been given? Was it just to ignore things or carry on as you are? Or uh, That's a hard question as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not sure if I've ever 
been directly given a piece of advice, you know, someone sitting in front of me and being like, this is what you need to do. But it's more just from learning through mistakes, um, especially at uni. Uni, if I had to describe uni in one phrase, it would be a learning curve. Like mm. everything you do at uni will be whether, you know, I think that everyone has positive and negative times at uni. There's this conception that uni is going to be the best three years of your life. You know, it's just going to be a mad party. Nothing's going to go wrong ever. And you're just going to have the best time. And yes, you do have moments like that, but you also have really bad moments and you're on your own, you know, for the first (laughs) time ever, (laughs) you've got to wash your clothes, feed yourself, you know? (laughs) So, um, but yeah, I think, especially being on a creative course and being around a lot of people that want to do exactly the same thing as you and knowing that you're entering into a space where there isn't room for the 30 people you're sitting next to to be in. Yeah. Um, so there is a lot of pressure to be different and to be that one that stands out. And it's kind of like acting in a way, you know, if you go to drama school, it's like, well, we're not all going to make it. So who is, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think through being in that environment, you have to learn to adapt to just be yourself and do your own thing. Otherwise, you stand in the corner, you know. Sorry, what did you say? You just could have... Uh, I said, just one thing. An yeah. My computer is telling me my remaining time is four minutes. Um, so if it cuts out, just call back, I guess. Yeah, yeah we'll do, yeah. Well, we'll probably Sorry. wrap it up fairly soon. Um, okay. But what I was saying is um, uh, survival of the fittest is probably an element in what you were saying just there. You know, you either yeah, sink definitely. or swim. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. And if you don't, yeah, if you just don't adapt yourself to, it's it's really just about not caring. And that's the most difficult thing to do ever, I think, is to push out other people's opinions and just just do it. But at the end of the day, if you don't, someone else will. Someone so else will. Someone else will take that opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Very true. I agree. I think the last question from us then, um, just before we wrap it up, is... In five years' time, where do you want to be? Ideal situation, where would you like to be? Who and it would can you be like a country to be if you want to say country? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Uh, five years' time. Five Hopefully, years still time alive, first of all. That's the best chance we could hope for. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would love to, you know, do my podcast full time turn it into into a career and I don't know maybe move over to a more video platform and interview people like that um I'm also incredibly interested in documentary making and presenting and that side of things so I would love to to be doing that doing something in media um having you know established a reputation in media and working every day on either presenting or filming or you know my podcast that that kind of thing definitely having an established career in five years would be nice um mm. so i can move out of my family i hope so <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know maybe living in singapore as well singapore is somewhere i've always wanted to live um i love Paris it there so. yeah it's insane like it's the, the, yeah. my favorite place on the planet so if i could live wow. there that'd be nice but that's well. also extremely expensive so yeah 
good things come with bad yeah. things i suppose but i guess um i guess that's an excellent place to kind of end our podcast there guys so thank you guys for listening in um lucy thank you for coming on the show and we really appreciate your your feedback your comments and the value that you've added to to us and to our listeners and um yeah thank you very much guys and we'll catch you on the next one Cool. Thanks Just so much for having me. All of Lucy's details will be in in the description, so go check her out. It's a really is is worth listening to. So yeah, peace. Thanks, yeah. guys. <laughs>